Well, our friends at Art Scroll have introduced me to a brand new book, uh, one that you should all explore. Uh, I had an amazing time with it this past Shabbos, frankly. It's called Beis Halevi Anavas Yisrael, the classic essay of Hagon Rabbi Yosef Dov Soloveitchik of Brisk, with commentary and insights by Rabbi David Sutton. Rabbi Sutton has been with us before. He has done a remarkable work, uh, not only throughout the entire Jewish community, frankly, uh, but specifically with Art Scroll. You can go to artscroll.com, check out Beis Halevi and Avas Yisrael. Remember to use promo code RADIO for your free shipping and your major discount on anything you get at artscroll.com. Rabbi David Sutton, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you. Nice to be here again. I appreciate that very much. Is this a renewed interest in the Beis Halevi's work on Avas Yisrael? Is this a completely brand new interest? How would you, uh, how would you um, uh, tell the story about how now this historic essay has become so important to our community today? Well, the Beis Halevi is well known for his responsa and for his commentary on the Torah. This, these essays only showed up over 100 years after he passed. And the one on Bitachon became very popular right. uh, because people like Bitachon, I think, because it's a way to get what I want. Um, the other hidden treasure is the Beis Halevi and Avat Yisrael, which really is, I would say, more selfless. It's about loving your fellow Jew. And it's the Beis Halevi actually wrote three essays. He pointed out these three important points, Bitachon, Abbas Yisrael, and humility, which hopefully we'll get to in the future. But he felt that these are important points to work on. And we believe, like Rabbi Yaakov Hillel said, that Hashem worked it out that these important essays are being revealed in our times because we need it now more than ever. All right, I, I know we're going we're to talk specifically about Avas Yisrael in a moment, but is it possible the three of them are intertwined in the typical Jewish life for which we all strive? Are definitely so, most definitely so. The Beis HaLevi does himself intertwine it. You can't love your fellow Jew unless... You have bitachon, unless you rely on him and realize no one else can affect you. You can't be humble unless you realize that Hashem is in charge of everything. So in truth, the Abbas Yisrael and the Anava are both offshoots of bitachon. So it's, it's being basically rolled out. First, you've got to really rely on Hashem when you're totally connected to him and you realize no one else could do anything to you and no one can hurt you. Now you're ready to love your fellow Jew. Understood. Or by David Sutton is with us live via telephone. Um, one, it, it's it's quite a challenge. I mean, again, bitachon, as you described, is also a challenge. But one does feel, to a degree, that there is a you know a, a very positive end game. Let's put it that way. And the way you describe the the act of obviously Israel loving one's other um, uh, is is more of a selfless act. And one does not realize, you know, the reward that they may reap because of this. In fact, it's interesting. That aspect certainly makes Avas Israel a challenge. And also, as I was spending time with you over Shabbat, even though we, even though we were not together, one of the things I kept thinking about was how endless the topic is with all the great stories of Gedolim and others, regular people in the community who are, you know, so 
uh, focused on making sure to do things that exhibit love for one's fellow Jew, it, it seems like it's an endless um, uh, a type of circumstance. There are so many people in need, so many people who are lonely, so many people who are really, uh, who would benefit from true Avas Yisrael. Is that a challenge or is that something that essentially can be ignored? Well, you spoke about the, you know, what is exactly incentive for Avas Yisrael? And there are so many people that are alone and so many people that are um, emotionally needy, if you want to say. Right. And uh, in our times, um, emotional challenges is really on the rise. When I went to Israel recently, and I bring this down in the, in the Sefer, uh, I went, met with the Rabbi Polak, who's the Mashkiach in Slobodka, and I asked him, like I asked many Gedolim, um, there's a rise in anxiety and depression today. What can one do with a Torah tool to help people in anxiety and depression? And he said something very interesting. He says, the Pasuk in Shir Hashim says, how pretty, how sweet, which he translated as love amongst all delight. The most delicious thing is love. And he explained as follows. He said, everyone needs some enjoyment in their life. They need some, something delicious that, you know, when people are depressed, they'll, they'll go and they'll go on an eating binge. You know, 12 o'clock at night, you'll finish off the tub of ice cream. When you're down, you need a pleasure to lift you up. He said the biggest pleasure is loving somebody else. <laughs> There's no bigger pleasure that you could have. A mother loving a child. The pleasure of loving someone. Says so you want to help someone, you want to pick them up truly on an emotional way, give them somebody else to love. So when you're working on Abish Yisrael without realizing and you're developing a love, it's the most delicious thing and it could actually pull you out of a depression. Wow. And of course, very often that type of act is infectious. It may take the lonely person who's the recipient of that love and make them start thinking about those that they could exhibit love to as well. Well said. Absolutely. Um, let's do a little bit inside because obviously uh, everything you've written is based on the words of the Beis Halevi. Uh, they, we talk about the first mitzvah uh, that, that he mentions in the book, which again is based on um, based on a pasuk in the Torah. And when when he speaks about the um, mitzvahs, I say that this is the actual positive commandment that one is fulfilling when they are loving a fellow Jew. He says, Kihi mona'ata for this attitude prevents jealousy and anger and similar emotions from entering one heart, one's heart. This might be obvious to some people hearing this. To me, I had to think about it. Why is there a connection between loving one uh, one uh, uh, other person or other people and ha- it having to pre- and then and then in turn it prevents jealousy and anger and, anger and similar emotions in one's heart. So one of the explanations, and if you look at the, as you said, the insights in the bottom developed, the Beis lady is very short and concise, and everything really needs understanding. And basically, it's uh, based on a uh, concept, which is really Yushalmi and others, that if a person views himself as one body, and he's just part of the Jewish people, when you're drilling something and your right hand hurts your left hand, or you're hanging with a hammer and you hit your thumb, you don't now want to take vengeance on your right hand from your left hand because that's, <laughs> I can say, cutting, uh, cutting your nose to spite your face, right. your one body. So if you re- really integrate this concept and you really view the Jewish people as one body, you're not jealous. Your, your right arm is not 
you know, you know, different parts of your body. I remember when I was a little child and um, I'd give my grandfather a kiss on his right cheek. He said, my left cheek is jealous. Give me a kiss on my left cheek as well. But, you know, that's, uh, that's a good grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we always talk about the collective Jewish heart when something happens, specifically in Israel, we usually point it out, uh, as, as unfortunately we've seen recently with some of the tragedies, uh, but certainly anywhere, when we hear about somebody in pain uh, from our community anywhere on this globe, the collective Jewish heart is in agony. And you would argue that it's, 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 it's even more than that. It's not just an expression. It, it is in fact true that, that when one part of the Jewish body is aching, the other parts actually ache. Yes, yes. There's actually, uh, besides the Beis HaLevi, there's a wonderful overview from my father-in-law by Nussin Sherman. And uh, in there he discusses this concept when there was the famous uh, Bayless trial sure. in Tsarist uh, Russia. This is, Many um, people might not know about this libel. Blood libel. And right? they, were, they were actually taking on the Jewish people at large right. and saying, look, the Pasuk says, Adam Atem, you are... You, the Jewish people, are considered a human being, and you consider the, the, the uh, Gentiles as, as animals. And they went on to explain that we're called other means we're called one body at large. Right. And he said the biggest proof is here this Russian Jew is suffering, and the whole world is coming here to help him and feel for him because we are an Adam. We are one man. The Goyim, of course, they're humans, but they don't have that all-inclusive title of Adam, that they're all part of one larger body. Unbelievable. Everybody, David Sutton is with us. The brand new book is entitled Beis HaLevi, Avas Yisrael. Um, the, the, the second part of his essay, and it's interesting, the, the, you know, the placement is interesting, talks about the uh, halachic requirement, a, uh, a mitzvah from the Torah, uh, to love a ger, somebody who's uh, not originally from our um, community, who comes into the Jewish fold. And I'm wondering if, um, you know, we always cite how in this generation, thank God, we have a tremendous amount of chesed that's being done in our community. Thank God, the Avas Yisrael that is described in your book uh, as evidenced by so many great stories and ways that we emulate the great people in our community. I, I think we're doing a good job, but, but, you know, obviously we need to always increase, always increase, always increase. How would you evaluate uh, the way the Beis HaLevi talks about the convert and the way our community in general welcomes those who are coming into our community, new and fresh. So it's interesting. The, the Sefer HaChinuch says that when we say ger, we don't really mean a convert. Ger really means a stranger, any stranger. And the proof is, it says, you were, you were gerim, we weren't converts, we were strangers. And the Peleoids brings us down in a very long way. He says that um, ignorant people say, let the Svaradi go to the Svaradi and the Ashkenazi go to the Ashkenazi. And he says that's blasphemy. We're all one nation. We're not different people and you go to him and you go to the other one. And it's really uh, the, the, this application uh, is, is very uh, all-inclusive. Chaim Shalevitz used to say that Ava Sager applies to a new Talmud in the yeshiva as well. New boy comes to school, you know, go and give him a hello. That's Ava Sager. So there's a, a really much broader Ava Sager than, than seems, you know, to be at the first glance. 
And how do we do in terms of somebody who's not originally from our community? Are we doing? Do we look at this generation and say that we're doing a good job welcoming them, or do we need to be more welcoming? Uh, I, I, the truth is, I, I don't, I can't judge in what's going on at large. But you know, like you said before, we can always do more. There's always room for more, and you know, we don't always even see that person. They don't even register. We don't even know, you know, what they're what they're missing. Yeah, that's true. And in many cases, it may be irrelevant what their background is. Uh, once people exhibit the um, uh, the uh, the ability to be part of our community, that becomes almost irrelevant, uh, which I think is a good thing. Um, also, the you know, it's interesting based on the third part. I know we can't go through the whole thing, and obviously, we only have a couple of more minutes. And we appreciate your time, but I do want to mention this part of it. <laughs> it's interesting as much as we, you know, when one is commanded to do a mitzvah to arise, so what do we do? We want to make sure to act and do that mitzvah, right? We, we mitzvah to eat matzah on the 15th of Nisan. You want to make sure to actually go ahead <laughs> and, and do that. When it comes to th- this mitzvah of loving one another, it's not good enough to just do what needs to be done to exhibit that emotion it's not just good enough to visit them bring them gifts give them a phone call make sure to check up on them etc etc one must actually feel it in their heart otherwise as the base alevi writes lo kiyem mitzvat asezo one will not fulfill the mitzvah if not uh, for that condition what do you think of the fact that it's actually got to be a hundred percent felt in our heart in order to be yotze the mitzvah Right. That, that actually is a big discussion, which we talk about in the insights, that there are some commentaries that are of the opinion that you have to do something for Avas Yisrael. You have to go ahead and do something. But the basic lady is telling us, taking on that side, that merely the thought in your heart is, is something. That means if I sit down right now and close my eyes in my room doing nothing, and I arouse love for my fellow Jew, I am fulfilling a mitzvah. That's, that's, you know, it, it might not be agreed by all. We know there's a concept called the six constant mitzvot, right. and uh, obviously Saul's not on one of them. So it seems that, um, you know, he might not be of that opinion. But the Beis Levi clearly says, like he pointed out, You have to make an, a conscious effort to arouse love in your heart for everybody. And that's definitely a job. And, and, and. Especially this time of year. Did it strike you um, during all your research and undertaking this project that we're talking about uh, uh, somebody who's a leader of a tradition that's not known for uh, for for anything in our tradition outside of Torah scholarship? You're talking about the base Alevi. You're talking about somebody who's always cited for the direction that Torah scholarship has gone in, in terms of analysis, in terms of how we transmit uh, the Torah, especially Torah Shabal Peh, uh, to our children, to our students. And yet it's that person who's really known for academia who is now the person we're looking to for the greatest emotional connection between one and another. Yes. The, the base Alevi, if you actually, at the, at the end of the book, there's a section um, that we gather different stories about uh, Gedolei Yisrael right, on Avat The first discussion is really uh, an introduction titled The Mark of a Gadol, explaining uh, how the, that is greatness. And um, the Chazonish said the following, he say they, you know, what is the highest level a person can attain in this world? The Chazonish said to go through all your 70 years, which is a lifetime in this world, 
without insulting another Jew. Mm. This is not just a high level, it's the ultimate level. So you, you, you see that the, the, the great considered, um, you know, the, the, this midah of loving your fellow and not hurting him and so on is really the ultimate. And there's unbelievable stories on page 208 in the book. There's some beautiful, beautiful stories. I'm not going to go through them now about the Beis HaLevi on his Avat Yisrael, which is really fascinating uh, to see that, like you said, although we might look at them just for their uh, intellectual prowess, it's really to be a godly Israel, you really have to have Avat Yisrael. Yeah, I read the fur coat story over Shabbos, and uh, you know what always gets me about stories like that? When, <laughs> when you're literally diverting yourself uh, you know, from, from what you need to do or what you're expected to do, etc., in order to go out of your way to do a chesed for somebody, to show somebody that they care about the, you know, that you care about them, uh, to go, to go and help someone who's in physical pain in, in which, you know, and this is the, in this case, in this story, that's exactly what was going on. Sometimes you just, you're not, you're not sure what to do. You're not sure how to handle it. You have this responsibility yet at the same time, this person is suffering. And, and that's why I say sometimes yeah. these things are very challenging. Yeah. Any uh, any advice for people who uh, who feel they can't get involved with trying to help lonely people in our community, people who don't know how to get started when it comes to actually exhibiting care and concern for someone else? My advice is go out and buy the book and realize how important it is. And when you realize how important it is, you'll get you'll you'll figure it out. We got a lot of good advice in there and ways to get there. But if you commit yourself a little bit a day, you'll get there. Rabbi Sutton, always a delight spending time with you. Thank you so much. And Mazel Tov on the book. I appreciate it. Beis Halavi on Avas Yisrael, the classic essay of Hagon, Rabbi Yosef Dov Soloveitchik of Brisk, with commentary and insights by Rabbi David Sutton. I am highly recommending it. Not that Rabbi Sutton needs my endorsement, but I will tell you I spent Shabbos on the topic of Avas Yisrael, and it really enhanced my, uh, uh, my view of the entire topic um, as only the Beis Halavi. And um, Rabbi Sutton can. Uh, go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio for this or any of their works, including everything available now in their set sale. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio for your free shipping and your major discount. More coming up. It is a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.